Scishow Tangents is brought to you by Shopify. Hank, when you started your career as <laughs> the internet science man, was opening an online store something that you were really thinking that hard about or something you thought you'd do in a billion years? I was uh, making a shop before I was the internet science man. Oh, what? That was the first thing I did. I was that first. Wow, I got to learn my Hank history. How did that go for you? <laughs> Good. I'll, here's what I'll tell you. Like the the the... The part where we start selling a thing and you get to see the number go up is so exciting. And uh, when it's just like you uh, by yourself, you got to be careful. But luckily, (laughs) Shopify has all kinds of little tools to help you with that, to help you with increasing conversions, to help you with managing orders, with customer support, with all of the stuff. Uh, Because it's a, you know. I don't know. It feels like the industry standard. And so there are all kinds of plugins that you can use to make your Shopify work for you in particular. That's right. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from vlogging in your parents' basement to treading the boards of Carnegie Hall. Now, it was my basement. It was my (laughs) basement of my own home that I was renting. (laughs) Downstairs of. (laughs) If you say so. From your first sale to your one millionth, Shopify is here to help you grow. And they've got a proven track record, my friends. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and powers entrepreneurs in 175 countries. They have, as Hank mentioned, the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And they have award-winning customer service because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tangents, all lowercase tangents. Go to shopify.com slash tangents now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash T-A-N-G-E-N-T-S, all lowercase. And welcome to SciShow Tangents, the lightly competitive knowledge showcase starring some of the geniuses that make SciShow happen, including Stefan Chin. Hi. What's your tagline? Ooh, Cheesy Puff Man. And Sam Schultz. What's your tagline? New York Times bestselling author of the book, Undeniably Exceptional Object. (laughs) (laughs) We've also got Sari Riley. Hello. What's your tagline? That's showbiz, baby. (laughs) And I'm Hank Green. Poop Smith. Uh, So here's how SciShow Tangents work. Every week, we, uh, these people, get together, try to amaze and one-up each other and delight each other with science facts. We're playing for glory, but we're also keeping score and awarding Hank Bucks. And we do everything we can to stay on topic. But judging by previous conversations with this group, we will not be super good at that. So if somebody goes on a tangent, we will all decide whether they have gone on a tangent too tangential. Mm-hmm. And then we will make them spend one of their Hank bucks for that. Do a tangent now, crime. Tangent crime. Oh, yeah. Now, as always, we're going to introduce this week's topic with the traditional science poem this week from Sam. You deserve a break today at Burger King. You have it your way. A dog that hears his master's voice, American by birth, rebel by choice. Obey your thirst, think outside the bun. Safety first, reach out and touch someone. Choosy moms choose Jif. Dad drinks the champagne of beers. It's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your children are? Ooh. <laughs> wow. That was like kind was of like... cheery and kind of corporate. And then <laughs> yeah, it got really ominous. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Jeez, what happened with the peanut butter? They were right there. I was getting peanut butter. I don't have children and I'm worried about them. (laughs) So the topic of this week's SciShare Tangents is advertising, which is a bit of a left turn for us. And uh, so there's obviously science of advertising, figuring out how to manipulate people, Mm -hmm. change them. I recently heard that YouTube is testing a new system where they are letting an algorithm put together video advertisements and then studying which ad does better at at getting people to click on it. So now these very advanced computer systems are being charged with the task of influencing human behavior, which what? is terrifying. What pieces are they putting it together out of? The the, the like uh, advertiser delivers a bunch of like uh-huh. copy and pictures and video and like different messages, and then they cobble them together into different versions, and they see which one works best. Oh, yeesh. I want yeesh. it to end up like the Markov chain recipes or things like that, where they're like, I digested a hundred cookbooks from the 80s. Right. And then it's like meatloaf made from one jello, seven olives. <laughs> but this like except be, it's a video. Yeah, people are like, I will click on that actually. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Excuse me, computer, what? <laughs> the whole time I was looking this up, all I could think of was the eyeball from Minority Report where it scans your eyeball and it like shoots ads at you that are just yeah. for you. Mm. Is that going to happen someday? Probably, Probably right? It kind happening. of already does. Yeah. yeah, You put your fingerprint on your phone and then it's like, hey, I know a lot about you. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know about weighted blankets? And I'm like, I do. Yeah, kind of. That sounds nice. <laughs> what is the craze with weighted blankets? Everyone's Everybody, talking about them right the now. That's the thing now. Everybody wants are a weighted so blanket. Are so hot right now? <laughs> I think that they are surprisingly unhot. I, I used a weighted blanket once. Huh. You were warm under there? <laughs> I, was, I was very... Yeah, trapped and warm. Did you feel secure? <laughs> no. No, that sounds really <laughs> scary. I felt a little cla- claustrophobic. I don't <laughs> think I'm a claustrophobic person, but under the weighted blanket, it was like, <sighs> I, I want to try a weighted blanket. It sounds like kind of my jam, honestly. I like to be held. That's, is that the point? Is like to make you feel snuggled? Yeah. Okay. It apparently reduces anxiety in some people. Uh, a human thunder blanket, right? Is yeah, like a human thunder. For your dog. Thunder shirt, I think is what they call them. They oh, put, really? Yeah. Mm. A thunder shirt. When they put, it's like a hug a hug for your dog so they're less scared. Oh, right. Yeah. They also the use them for cows when they're about to slaughter them. Oh, come just on. Kind of, <laughs> hey, sad fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have to spend the hang time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had to take it there, didn't you? I didn't. I didn't think we killed cows. I just thought we ate them. <laughs> so the hard work of has this week gone to Stefan. Truth or fail is the time in the podcast where one of our panelists has prepared three science facts for our education and enjoyment, but one of them is real and the other are fake. And the other three panelists have to figure out either by deduction or wild guesses which is the true fact. And if they do, they get a hank buck. If we are fooled then Stefan will get the Hank Buck. Stefan, hit me with three science facts about advertising. All right, fact number one. So there's the old adage that sex sells. Yes. But research is sort of suggesting now that sex doesn't really sell as well as we used to think, unless you're a woman looking at luxury products. Mm -hmm. Fact number Mm -hmm. two. Advertisements focused on the senses of sight and sound rather than other senses are the most effective. Fact number three, in today's ad environment where people tend to avoid looking at ads online, the ads that made the most positive impression on viewers were the ones that were the most clever. How do you make an advertisement that isn't focused on sight and sound? So if, it, if it's like a restaurant 
advertisement, uh-huh. then they're focusing on the sights and sounds of being at the restaurant versus like the tastes right. or like uh, describing or talking feel, about what the thing. I don't know what else you would advertise. <laughs> right. Because like McDonald's commercials, they're never eating the food, I feel like. They're yeah. just going to hang out at McDonald's. Yeah. That play place. <laughs> Jump in that ball pit. <laughs> I mean, when I think about what I want to do at McDonald's, it's mostly just hang out. Yeah, use your laptop. <laughs> hang out with your friends. <laughs> what? Play an MMORPG. <laughs> yeah. Like that guy in the McDonald's who's always there. Yeah. That's true. I just want apple pies. Oh, wow. Like multiple apple pies for very cheap. Do you that's think all I want from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that I, about my favorite McDonald's food was chicken McNuggets. And then I mm. thought, could I put a chicken McNugget into a McDonald's apple pie? You can do whatever I you bet that would, I honestly think that would be good. <laughs> I think it might be too. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sam, high five. the nuggets. That's People, it. Well, that's the golden but, combination. Wow. I've never even tried ketchup with chicken nuggets. No, I always have the barbecue sauce. Honey mustard. Mm, that's good too. Or just honey. I like it with this. Anyway, which person went on that tangent? <laughs> uh, it was the cascading effect. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. It seems that Sarah's gesturing towards oh, me. Oh, yeah. This is an audio medium. I just did a, th- <laughs> a, thumb? a thumb. A thumb. A thumb. Yeah, yeah. I got thumbed. Uh, all right. Negative one for me. But I'm going to get it back. I'm going to claw it back with all of my might right now. I can't even remember what the other facts okay. were besides this one. Sex and luxury products. So oh, yeah. is that like a sexy man in a suit holding a luxury product? Or is it like a naked woman and then like, oh, I want that perfume? Because- uh, it's... Sexually explicit imagery uh, combined with an expensive product. I, I, there, those all seem very, very likely and totally possible. Mm-hmm. So, where sex doesn't sell unless you're a woman looking at luxury goods, sight and sound ads are most effective, or clever ads are the most effective online. I'm, I feel like clever ads make me mad. So, I don't think it's that one. Yeah. Why did you distract me? I'm doing something right yeah. now. Yeah. I'm going to go with sex doesn't sell unless it's a woman looking at luxury goods. Um, I'm going to go with clever advertisements because I think people like stories and it makes them feel things about yeah. products. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm going to go with the sight and sound one. Wow. Ooh, yeah. One of each. Spread all the way across. That's uh, a sign of a good of a good liar yeah. over yeah. there. Yeah. So the true one was the sex only sells if it's ah. luxury products. Hey, I'm back to zero. <laughs> so there have been a bunch of meta-analyses recently that have found that sex in ads overall is like less effective than we realized. But those noted that it's sort of split between men and women. So men tend to like sexy ads and mm-hmm. women tend to not like them and it sort of averages out. Ah, I see. So it makes me think, and they didn't really talk about this in the thing, but it makes me think that maybe products that are only targeted at men would do better with sexy ads, but I don't know. Like X body spray and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So in this study, they tested watch ads with men and women and either had a sexually explicit image or a mountain range in the background. And then, <laughs> <laughs> but explain, was the mountain range like hot A though? sexy yeah. mountain? I don't know. Like the Tetons? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but And then either the watch was listed as costing $10 or $1,250. <laughs> and so across all of the tests, men felt similarly about they didn't actually say how the men felt. They just said that there there was no real difference mm-hmm. in how they felt between the different ones. But women tended to have a negative reaction to sexy ads unless the, it was the expensive watch paired wow. with oh. the uh, with the sexy image. That's interesting. What the heck? 
What the heck? Was there truth behind any of your others? Yes. Sight and sound. So they were showing people a bunch of ads for like a restaurant and then seeing, like asking them to like make an appointment at the restaurant, a reservation, Mm -hmm. and seeing how far away that appointment was, how far away that reservation was. The ads that focused on uh, distal senses, so away from the body, like sight and sound, led to people delaying their purchases. So it was the opposite of what oh, I said. Okay. Hmm. Whereas ads that focused on proximal senses, like touch and taste, like very close to the body, usually, I guess. Mm. So why aren't people eating hamburgers in McDonald's commercials? I don't know. Maybe because it's McDonald's is a specific thing. But I do want to be very close to a McDonald's hamburger right now, Yeah, actually. So they're already I, in our heads. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But close, but not touching? <laughs> no, like that close. Ooh. Do you ever actually touch anything? Um, mm, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked, as part of their research, they also analyzed 31,000 Yelp reviews. And, they, <laughs> and the reviews that were rated the most useful oh. were sight and sound focused if they were written in past tense, but touch and taste focused if they were written in present tense. They gave an example. I'm eating this right now and it's so yummy. Mm. Would be a a helpful review of present tense. I should should review more things in real time. Yeah. Just be like, I am currently reading this book (laughs) and so far I enjoy it. Bite number one, yum. Bite number two, (laughs) too much pickle. (laughs) Mixed it up a little bit. So then the third one uh, about clever ads this one is like a little bit complicated. They call it banner blindness, which is a thing where yeah. like banner people just don't look at banner ads. So normally when they're testing ads, they often use intervals that are like multiple seconds, like 10, 20 seconds that people are looking at each ad. And so they wanted to test really, really short intervals also. So like 100 milliseconds, mm. which would be maybe about the time that you'd be viewing that ad if you were just scrolling down a page or something. And so what they found was that straightforward ads like using a, pic- a picture of soda to sell a soda were viewed positively at every time interval mm-hmm. because they're very easy to grasp and they're not trying to mislead you in any way. Mm-hmm. And what they call mystery ads, which are ads that require your engagement to understand. So either they're really visually complex or they are telling some kind of joke and you have to like think about it for a second. People perceive those negatively at first, mm. but the longer they looked, the more they liked them. Right. And then ads that used an image of one thing to sell something else, like using a right. hot mountain range to sell a watch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, those first impressions were positive, but then those got worse the longer oh. they looked at it because they were like, oh, I'm, I'm being duped by this yeah. sexy mountain range. <laughs> <laughs> feeling we've all had, uh, I'm sure. Well, Stefan came out of that with two Hank bucks. I came out at zero, but like that's better than the negative one I had before. I'm still at negative one. Yeah, you are. <laughs> well, you got, you got a chance to come back uh, yeah. during the fact off, which will happen after our advertisement break. Welcome back. Uh, Sari is currently at negative one. I'm at zero. Sam is at zero. Stefan is at two, so he's impossible to catch at this point. Hell yeah. <laughs> More. Oh, Sam, I want to give you one for your poem. Uh-huh. Does everybody agree that Sam should get a 
Jones. Hank, Hank Buck for his poem. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh, that was skeptical. Yang. <laughs> well, I'm remembering yeah. the sad ending. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That led us into a sad tangent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wait, no. You shouldn't get one because that led to my sad tangent. Which, you don't deserve a buck. What if I had said a happy like, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know where your kids are? No, that's even worse. <laughs> that sounds like you murdered them. Yeah. <laughs> I got a whole van full of kids. You can pick whichever one you want. <laughs> All right. Now it is time for the fact off. Two of our panelists have brought science facts to present to the others in an attempt to blow their minds. The presentees each have a Hank Buck to award if they like the fact. However, if they don't like the facts, they can just throw their Hank Bucks away. This week, it's me versus Sari, which is terrible news. And uh, we're going to decide who goes first by deciding who watched an advertisement Why do you, get to, you don't get recently. to pick it. I already had it in my head. Oh, you what, did? What, what is, is it? it? Which one of you was most in a commercial during Big Bang Theory? <laughs> what? <laughs> doesn't have any idea. I was in a commercial during the Big Bang, during an episode of the Big Bang Theory. When I first started working here, yeah. my mom saw you on one of the episodes I worked on. And she was like, ah, I saw a commercial of him on Big Bang Theory. So it worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. She remembered me. Yeah. yeah, it was super weird. But I got like a thousand texts. They're all like, I just saw you on a commercial for an engineering company on Big Bang Theory. And I'm like, you watched Big <laughs> yeah, that's a good trap. <laughs> At first, the way that you phrased that, it made it seem like on a TV, on the Big Bang yeah. Theory, like in the yeah. universe of the yeah. Big Bang Theory, you exist. That's the how canon. they get so many <laughs> ads great. in per minute on TV. Now, they're always they, watching TV. They're, yeah, they're just like watching TV on the show. Advertisements are playing. Everyone's quiet. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, that was an interesting advertisement. <laughs> there was an episode of the show Pretty Little Liars where the characters all sat down to watch an advertisement for the movie Truth or Dare. And then when it was over, they said, ah, that looks like a great movie. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, this is where we're at as a society. Yeah. This topic is challenging my brain a lot. Like, advertising? I don't understand advertising. I'm freaked out by advertising. I don't like to think about like people thinking about my yeah. brain. Yeah. Don't worry. Ad- robots are going to do it soon. I'm much better with robots doing it. <laughs> All actually. right. So, well, as long as, you know, the most complicated computers in the world are tasked with the, uh, the, 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 task <laughs> of changing human behavior. Yeah. I'm sure we'll all be fine. I'm sure that sounds that sounds good to me, I guess. I mean, can we just have the computers make us happy? Is that an option? Can we be like, hello, mm. dear computer, want- type in code, make me as happy as possible. Yeah. Just tell me what to do. I'm a little surprised that we don't have a device that just gives like a pleasure signal in the brain. Uh, we like do. electrical stimulation. It's called a vibrator. <laughs> oh, Maybe? No. no. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's not di- like I was I'm thinking sorry, directly I to yeah. the brain. I was thinking opiates. Oh, opiates. Oh, it's drugs. Yeah. But those are yeah. bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. So I think would be any device that gave a pleasure signal directly to your brain. So it's so, me. Products sometimes like to partner with charity initiatives to make people feel better about buying their stuff, like the red product line or pink products for breast cancer. But in 2015, a paper was released that outlined that products were getting a boost that the general public hadn't anticipated. If the product partnered with a health-based nonprofit, like the American Heart Association or even the Red Cross, people thought their food was getting healthier. People perceived those 
charity partnerships in which some of their money was going to charities as endorsements by those charities. The study showed that a partnership with Goodwill increased the odds that people would choose a product for that charity reason, but a partnership with the American Heart Association increased the odds that people would choose a product for health reasons. This might seem abstract, but companies have been partnering with health charities without any implicit endorsement of the product for a long time, including a 2015 campaign featuring the Kids Eat Right slogan promoted on Kraft Singles Slices, which Kraft says was just there to promote the program, not to convince people that Kraft Singles are good for kids, which they are not. So the weird thing about this for me it was that, like, it, it's totally possible for the American Heart Association to partner with a, a product and, like, and say, like, Cool Ranch Doritos. Yeah. And say, uh, like, every, like, a dollar from every bag of this Doritos, it wouldn't be that many, goes to the American Heart Association. Uh-huh. And, uh, but then, for people to end up buying and eating more of those Doritos, and that does more yeah. health damage than the money that goes to the American Heart Association. Ugh. So, they oh had, yeah, gosh. people got really mad about this Kids Eat Right slogan on the Kraft Singles, because people have met Kraft Singles before. Yeah. And they know that that's not eating right. They're so floppy. Yeah. Shiny. Yeah. Shiny. I haven't had a Kraft Single in a while, but I do remember them very, very deeply inside of my yeah. my food brain. Do you not have a grilled cheese in it? Or if you had nice grilled cheese? Yeah, I'm but I'm at You're a point in my life where I have nice grilled cheese. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I just like I get the I get the Tillamook uh, cheddar slices ooh, and do ooh, it that way. Must be nice. Wow. Yeah, what's that like? <laughs> I'm making yeah. I'm making crap singles white bread on my ironing board. <laughs> <laughs> That's not even. Do you use butter or do you just? I don't have enough money for butter. Oh man! Oh man! (laughs) Okay, now it's time for Ceres fat. In the early 1800s, a German pharmacist isolated a chemical from poppies that would change the course of medicine. It was called morphine, and it's a highly addictive opiate. They bind to opioid receptors in the brain and decrease the sensation of pain. They also have side effects like drowsiness or constipation. And throughout the 19th century, opiates became a wonder drug. They were hyped out throughout journalism, and you could find ads in papers for things like. Mrs. Winslow's soothing syrup with morphine made to quiet babies <laughs> with oh, their no. crying and teething, like, oh, so they hurt less. Um, and also heroin tablets to alleviate asthma and coughing. Oh. Um, but the bigger advertising push went to doctors. So ads for morphine were in medical journals or distributed in pamphlets directly from companies to doctors. And that contributed to morphine tablets or injections being overused for everything from headaches to menstrual cramps to injuries from war, um, even though it worked to treat diseases. And so really the first wave of the opioid addiction epidemic uh, was sort of because of advertising. Oh, yeah. I mean that sounds like a familiar story to the yeah. current the current situation to some extent. That's pretty much still yeah. what it is, right? I think yeah. it's very similar yeah. Yeah. to what's a lot, happening. A lot of a lot of it, it, there are rules now for how pharmaceutical companies can advertise. I'm using air quotes to doctors, and and also in America you can advertise for pharmaceuticals on TV. Or at all. And most countries, you can't. Hmm. People are like, that's weird. Why would you do that? That's for, that's the doctor's decision. It's not the patient's decision to like, oh, I heard about this drug. Go talk to your yeah. doctor about it. Ask your doctor. Yep. For babies. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, we made it this far. Uh-huh. And we gave opiates to babies. <laughs> like, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It, they were not good. They yeah. were also fairly small amounts. Okay. It's not good for babies, but it didn't, like, create the addiction problem mm. that, mm. like, huh. you would think that having 
opiates and all these tinctures and things like that that you're marketing to the public would have caused the epidemic. Mm -hmm. But it was mostly concentrated in like upper middle class white women who Mm -hmm. were the people who were going to doctors all the time as opposed to people who would have purchased these products and given them to babies. Like babies got sick because Mm -hmm. this is not good for them. But there were such negligible amounts. And even though they were over the counter and unregulated, people, I don't think, were abusing them as much as... Like, get a prescription prescription. from a doctor and then reuse that prescription over and over and over again Mm. to get, Mm. like, high concentrations. So, hit hit us with your your Hank box, boys. We got people buying things that they think will make them healthier. Question (laughs) from Hank. From Hank. (laughs) And we got babies doing opium. (laughs) Yours is so topical, Sarah. But Hanks is also quite topical. But Ceres gave me like a visceral reaction, so I'm going to give mine to Ceres. Mm. Oh, yours gave me a visceral reaction too, though. <laughs> oh my god, Ceres, yeah. too Come late. You Ceres. said mine. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Thanks yeah. for the buck. Yeah, Ceres yeah. uh, yeah, makes me think of like like we're still facing these. Pr- or I think about the epi- the opioid epidemic today, or like various things, and then I'm like, oh, we're we're falling apart at the seams. But then like you look back a hundred years or a thousand years and like some those still those same problems were still happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we never uh, have known what the heck to do. But I actually think I'm gonna give my Hank buck to Hank. Because you just like Kraft like, American cheese singles. I just think people are so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but I would totally like it's a subconscious thing. Like yeah. you, you see American Heart Association and you're like, oh, it's clearly healthy. Right. You just don't think about it. And they're getting better about <sighs> it. Like pe- like they're realizing that these companies are using their yeah. brands, you know, and, and like in exchange for these donations, which are nice, but right. like ultimately it's not in the service of the thing that they're right. trying yeah. to get done. And now it's time for Ask the Science Couch, where we ask listener questions to our couch of finally honed scientific minds. I don't know. We're, neither of us are operating at 100%. It feels like today. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely like 60. Yeah, I'm down below 50, I think. Uh, but 60. we've got a question, and it's from and Sam's going to read it for us. Tell all me right. all about it. All right. Dave Roschenfels wants mm. to know Is the cultural saturation of advertising making it ineffective? I hope so. I'm tired <laughs> of advertisements. I don't want to be affected anymore. I want to buy the thing I want to buy. Yeah. Just tell but me. But why about do you want to buy that thing? Word of mouth. I yeah. guess, yeah, that and like <laughs> is seeing a thing that you don't yet own an a form of advertising, like walking through the store and Well, I mean, it? there is advertising, like in-store advertising. Uh, companies pay to have their products on the end caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sure. Yeah, the yeah, store yeah. And like, so that's, that yeah. is advertising. And I want to say that advertising doesn't work on me, but like. Oh, it does. I buy every Mario game and don't play them. I just buy them. <laughs> Oh, I'm so sad. Because <laughs> I want to play Mario. I want to play him with me. Oh. Hey, play Mar- I bought Mario Party and haven't played it yet. I so let's too. play it together. <laughs> I don't like have any friends bucks, to play it. I know. <laughs> That's why I don't have money for butter. <laughs> yeah, this is why we're eating crap American singles. Yeah. We both have Mario Party and no friends. Yeah. But lots of cheese. <laughs> uh, so do you, have a, do you have a good answer to this question? I think that it must be to some extent. Yeah, so there is isn't the thing is like you were saying earlier there isn't a lot of scientific research on ads and it's really really hard to do it because the way that you do a scientific study on ads is like you have to have measurable variables so it's usually like people sitting in a lab having their eyes tracked and like scrolling through a screen or being shown an a b test of look at this ad look at this ad will you make a longer reservation or which one do you like more and yeah 
it's all very constructed. Um, so we know some things like there was a 2017 study that said personalized ads, um, the perception of risk is much stronger than the perception of benefit. So like they surveyed 400 something college students. So they got a bunch of undergrads in a room and were yes. like, do you like personalized ads? And a bunch of them said, no, I feel icky about Google's tracking my behavior and recommending mm-hmm. things. So there aren't that many studies I can cite to back these ideas up, but mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of the general consensus online is that the way that we are receptive to traditional advertising, whether that's just like banners or images or uh, targeted things saying buy our product and if you never had that thought before in your head, now you want to be like, mm-hmm. yes, I do want Fruit Loops mm-hmm. or yep. I want this motorcycle. That is less frequent. Sometimes there's an effect, like it's kind of like confirmation bias where you've already been thinking about buying a thing. It's like, I need new mm-hmm. shoes. So you're like Googling new shoes for a while and then an ad pops up for the exact same shoes that you were looking at and right. then and you like, buy it. Oh, I remember I did want those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is something that my publicist says to me about books. People don't buy the book the first time they hear about it. They buy the book like the fifth time they hear about mm-hmm. it. So it's very important to like hit them over and mm-hmm. over again with the same message. Mm-hmm. That's so, called— buy, My book is called An Absolutely Remarkable <laughs> Thing. It's available now. It's about it's a science fiction story about a girl <laughs> who gets internet famous. It's great. That costs the hang What the fuck? That costs the hang You have to pay us all like a hundred dollars. <laughs> so there's that factor of like a confirmation bias. You see the thing, you buy the thing. Can you say that you were advertised to? Maybe at some point. But a lot of people on the internet, especially, are you're just like searching for the things that you want. And so ads don't yeah. really affect you. It's like I am searching for a hand push lawnmower that for some reason I want delivered to my right. house. So I'm gonna yeah. like search for that object, purchase that object. That's it. Mm-hmm. And that's what, like, like, that's when I feel like advertising is doing its job. It's like help, helping me find the thing that I want. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. That's robots making you happy. Yeah. What if the, one, what if the thing that I want is happiness, Google? But the, I guess the original question is, is the cultural saturation of advertising making it ineffective? I don't think it's ineffective. I think we're all being advertised to pretty yeah. much constantly. And even though it's coming in different forms of it like one of our coworkers was talking about a toothbrush that he bought because of a podcast yeah. advertisement yeah. Yeah. and so that's technically <laughs> word of mouth but he was advertised to yep. and now has this toothbrush uh-huh. and so it's even if you aren't the direct susceptibility to advertisement uh like there's so much social influence and mm-hmm. we're talking to each other more than ever before my reaction so when like the personalized ad thing comes up like things that I've been searching for, that I don't, I feel like I respond to that negatively because I'm like, why are you tracking me? But if it's like the toothbrush or something where it's just mentioned and I'm like, oh, cool, whatever, and I ignore it, it's sort of like once you buy a blue car and then you see blue cars everywhere, it's like once that idea is introduced to you, then like you'll sort of find that need in your life. You're like, oh, I do need a new toothbrush. This one's looking a little sad. Do you know what the name of that thing is called that you just described, the blue car? It's called uh, the frequency illusion or the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. Mm, Okay. Where once you start noticing something, you start noticing lots of them yeah and so it's like this whole psychological thing and it is used in marketing where it's like and probably what your publisher was talking about too it's like once you see a thing it's like a novel experience in your brain it's like oh i didn't realize that you could buy moss balls that float in little glass tanks and it's like oh that's like a cute weird plant and then you see it over and over again and you're more likely to notice it out of a Mm -hmm. lineup of just 
aimless right. scrolling. So yeah. is the saturation of advertising making it more effective? I bet it is. Maybe. Yeah, because we're seeing more things. It, but you have to have that initial registration. Mm-hmm. Like, I acknowledge that this is a thing. Huh. Right. And then you probably see it a lot more nowadays than you would. Which is why a podcast ads are good because it's like, oh, I spent like uh, spent a solid minute hearing about that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would buy anything a podcast told me to buy. <laughs> Sam has twenty five <laughs> mattresses. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very comfortable though, <laughs> and no butter. No butter. Nobody's advertising any butter. If my favorite podcast started advertising for butter, yeah, I'd be rotten with the stuff. If you would like to ask the Science Couch question and get the uh, answer as quality as the one we gave today, <laughs> you can tweet your question. <laughs> Sarah looks a little indignant. Using the hashtag <laughs> AskSciShow. All right, and that leaves us with me with zero Hank bucks. Sarah, you've got one. Sam, you've got one. Mm-hmm. And Stefan with two. I did it! Sarah could have won, except she talked about too many giant bummers and death. Oh, no! (laughs) If you like this show and you want to help us out, it's really easy to do that. First, you can leave us a review. That's super helpful and lets us know what you think about the show. Second, you can tweet us your favorite moment of the episode. Thank you to Max Miller and Justin Boot and everyone else who tweeted us your questions. And finally, if you want to show your love for tangents, just tell people about us. Thank you for joining us. I have been Hank Green. I've been Sari Riley. I've been Sam Schultz. And I've been Stefan Chin. SciShow Tangents is co-produced with WNYC Studios. It's produced by all of us and Caitlin Hoffmeister. Our art and music are by Hiroka Matsushima and Joseph Tuna Medish. Our social media organizer is Victoria Bongiorno, and we couldn't make any of this stuff without our patrons on Patreon. Thank you, and remember, the mind is not a vessel to be filled, but a fire to be lighted. But one more thing. In the early 1900s, if you were having problems with chronic constipation or hemorrhoids, you might have seen a newspaper ad for Dr. Young's rectal dilators, which was just a set of four rubber butt plugs that increased in size. Does it work, though? No. (laughs) But the idea was that well-trained muscles in the butt would be able to cope with even the most solid of solids. Oh, Oh, man.